0: it's producer Jake. This week, we're going to try a new segment for paid subscribers called This Week in History brought to you by FX, FX being Derek's newsletter, Foreign Exchanges. What's happening is we're taking some historical events that took place on the dates of a given week. And just as Derek shares them with FX subscribers, we're translating them into mini podcast episodes for our paid subscribers. So why don't we get started? July 24th, 1534. French explorer Jacques Cartier erects a cross bearing the message, long live the King of France, on the shore of what is now known as Gaspé Bay in Quebec. Cartier thereby claimed the region, the quote unquote region was later defined as all of modern Canada and a bunch of what is now the Midwestern United States for France, marking that country's big foray into American colonialism. July 24th, 1923. The Treaty of Lausanne formally ends the Turkish War of Independence and establishes the borders of the Republic of Turkey. The treaty superseded the World War I Treaty of Sèvres, which partitioned Anatolia and was so punitive that it motivated the remnants of the Ottoman-Turkish military to resist. July 25th, 1139 An army under the future Afonso I, then Count Afonso of Portugal, defeats the Almoravids at the Battle of Urique. Details of this battle are extremely sketchy, but it was apparently such a glorious victory that in its aftermath, Afonso declared Portugal's independence from the kingdom of Leon and thereby gave himself a promotion from count to king. Congrats, Afonso. Later legends had Afonso being visited on the eve of the battle by, variously, St. James the Great, whose tomb is held to lie in Santiago de Compostela, St. George, or even Jesus himself, guaranteeing victory despite the fact that Afonso's army was badly outnumbered. July 26, 1945. Harry Truman, Winston Churchill, and Chiang Kai-shek issued the Potsdam Declaration, laying out the terms under which they expected Japan to surrender, lest it face, quote, prompt and utter destruction, end quote. The Japanese government's decision to either reject or, at best, refuse to comment on the proposal, there's some disagreement about how to translate the response, contributed to the U.S. decision to use the atomic bombs to destroy the cities of Hiroshima and Nagasaki though we should not minimize the U.S. desire to show off its new toys as a motivating factor. Needless to say, after those bombings, the Japanese government accepted Potsdam's terms. And finally, July 27th, 1953, the Korean Armistice Agreement, signed by the United Nations Command, the North Korean People's Army, and the Chinese People's Volunteer Army at Panmunjom, halts fighting in the Korean War. The agreement set terms for a ceasefire, a prisoner exchange, and the fixing of what was supposed to be a temporary border and demilitarized zone between the two Koreas, with subsequent peace talks meant to finalize the details surrounding the end of the war. So, um, about that, those uh, subsequent talks at the 1954 Geneva conference failed, and the temporary armistice has remained the last word on the Korean War since its signing. That's it for this week. We'll see you all at the News Roundup on Friday.